Morning, handsome. Coming at you from Handsome Headquarters here in sunny Oakland, California, I'm Lee Sanger Golden, and this is your Morning Handsome. Zelda Skyward Sword is released just in time to commemorate the 25th anniversary of anyone giving a shit. So we rate the Link's best adventures on this week's top five. Kane suspends his election campaign and we suspend our disbelief as Newt moves into the top spot. So on this week's Versus, we pit Newt Gingrich in the GOP against Newt Gunray and the Trade Federation from Star Wars. Who was a more evil legislator? And speaking of epic space battles, Benicio Del Toro is officially confirmed as gone in the next uh, Star uh, Trek uh, movie. Uh, uh, uh. Scientists challenge President Obama to reveal the truth about UFOs. He challenges them to reveal the truth about whether or not they're really scientists. We don't think so. And we check in with the president himself to see what he really thinks happened at Roswell, New Mexico. Meanwhile, NASA extends the mission of the mysterious Boeing space plane, the X-37B. What the hell is that thing doing up there? Will the return of Arrested Development also be Netflix's chance at a comeback? And scientists catalog the world's largest insect. So boyfriends everywhere stock up on extra-large Kleenex and Dixie Cups to capture and release the creature in a way that makes them look heroic but sensitive to their girlfriends. <laughs> All that and more this week on Morning Handsome. I am joined in the studio by my illustrious co-host, as ever, Pondro Hambros. Morning Handsome. Good morning, Handsome. How does it feel to be part of the handsomest team in podcasting today? You know, it feels about as good as it feels every day, which is excellent. Great. Well, you know what is also excellent? Um, the Adventures of the Bluth Family. Now, the Bluth Family. I, you know, I was thinking about the same thing, and I, I have to say, you know, even if it's not, uh, even if it doesn't bring back Netflix, it's definitely a big boon for Never Nudes. Mm-hmm. Because Never no nudes. Ne- no show has really chi- triumphed the the unique needs of, of such a small group of our populace uh, as Arrested Development. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's a great show. Um, just like so many great characters, great actors, and you know, now we're you know a few years away from when it came out, and um, it's amazing when you look back and you see the actors that are on the show that later became their own big things, like playing small roles. Like you see Ed Helms from The Office playing a small role as a um, real estate agent, and now of course he's you know the uh, the the boss of The Office on the show. You also see Rob Corddry make an appearance, and all these people that later became famous. It's really right. kind of uh, interesting sort of um little melting pot of great comedians so and it also just already has i mean like will arnett is is tremendous in that show um i mean he's just so so funny and and you know cross and david cross is is motherfucking brilliant and bateman just grounds it it really hard and it's it's just a it's a it's a really great show i actually have not seen it all i'm actually like watching it through netflix but we've Mm -hmm. been kind of like savoring it you know we we watch a few episodes at a time you know and they're, they're easy to run through but uh I, yeah, they go I, by quickly. So yeah, we're 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 just about to the end of the second season. So I'm, I'm second season is really solid. I've watched that. Sh- the great thing about it is, right when you're finished watching it, if yeah. you rewatch it, it's even better. Yeah. And then if you wait a year and re, I, I can really rewatch that every year, and yeah. it, you'll still notice things that that are still funny. You you will you will still notice how much time you've wasted watching TV. Yeah. And I'm really sad that that show got canceled. It's such bullshit. But they yeah. are bringing it, it back. back. Um, and they're before they do the movie, they're going to do like a prequel to the movie. This kind of like a mini series where 
each episode will center around one of the characters. So we'll get to catch up on what they've been doing nice. since season three. So we'll see what David Cross was, or uh, Tobias was up to. We'll see what Job was up Never to. Never nude blue man group. <laughs> Never nude man group. Never nude man group. Um, well, the, so speaking of speaking of things that are tremendous, oh, tremendous uh, time one more, sink. One more uh, thing. One more thing is that they're going to do the series only on Netflix, which yeah. is great. And that's why I'm thinking this might be the sort of publicity comeback that Netflix needs to to redefine what they are because they right. were like the disc rental service right and then they're no longer that because no one's using that everyone's streaming online so they want to make themselves like the online streaming network right and them like kind of releasing original content like this and they took a huge them. hit yeah. i mean realize that they lost eight hundred thousand subscribers within the space of a couple of months when they announced the price change yeah but it was it was kind of just stupid consumer rage you know what i mean like right pricing right. changes over time it wasn't like it was a giant jump and i actually ended up saving money because i had the disc feature for no freaking reason wasn't using it so when i bumped down to just the streaming i was actually paying less so. yeah me too we only <laughs> pay for streaming deal. now as well so, yeah. But anyway, your, your transition, <coughs> I apologize. Oh, no. It's fine. I, I was actually uh, just trying to make a, uh, uh, trying to zing, trying to zing and to transition to talking about another tremendous waste, and, or well, a tremendous time sink, um, which is uh, Zelda. Yeah. Um, I, I know that, you know, myself and Lee, as well as many of you out there in podcast land, have probably lost a number of days, if not weeks, if not years of your life yeah. to the Zelda franchise, to the adventures of Link gallivanting around fields and mountains and mm -hmm. you know fog swept castles and little background on, on the adventures uh, zelda is of course not the the titular character is not the actual player character that's the the princess that you rescue in the various adventures and link is uh, the real hero and it all the takes elf. place in a magical sort of elven land called hyrule and it started with the first episode was on the Nintendo Entertainment System, also known as the Famicom in Japan. And that was 86. It was The Legend of Zelda, which was followed up by Zelda 2. Then there was Zelda 3, Link to the Past, which was on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, or Super Famicom. Um, then we got N64, Ocarina of Time, Majora's there was Mask. Also, there was also the same, there was also a series on the portables at that point. You had on Game Boy, you had as well, you had yeah, there the... Was a uh, solid Zelda game. Yeah, there game. was a solid Zelda game, which was the, the, the same one. The mm -hmm. uh, Legend of the Sword or whatever, yeah. and then there's and then there was the Four Swords. There was like a four player one mm -hmm. where you could link when they did the first time. Mm -hmm. They they had a whole series on that. Um, yeah, and then they did Ocarina of Time, and then they did Majora's Mask, and they did the series on that, which were the, phenomenal. The Wind Waker, I believe, was the GameCube adventure. The GameCube was well, Wind Waker, solid, very good, beautiful, very game. good. Yeah, so, still looks great today. The nice part about I love about shell cell shaded games is that the the artwork really holds up. You know, yeah. it looks good. Yeah, it's, that game still looks good. I think they re-released it on Wii or something like that. Probably. And then they did one on Wii, and then they're they're doing various ones on Game Boys every couple years. They did um, Twilight Princess. Twilight yeah, Princess. which was, was an interesting good. game. Yeah, it, was it was a okay. cool game. It was, you know, not one of the best, but it was it was solid. And and now it was a launch title. Yeah, launch title for the the, the Wii. Wii. But Skyward Sword is I've heard supposed to be the best one. So. I, I went and played it for a few minutes at GameStop yesterday. I didn't really get into it, but this week when we get to top five, I'm gonna do top. We're gonna do top five Zelda adventures. So I wanted to nice. at least play it, so I could at least have played all of them. Nice. Before we rank them, so I haven't I haven't gotten to play it yet. But so uh, Lee, do you you saw this picture of this giant bug that was all over the internet this week? 
Yes. Um, should we save that for the science segment? Because we're still on pop. We still have some some pop culture stuff. To talk oh, about. okay. Yeah. Let's go. Let's keep moving through that then. Yeah. So um, we talked a little bit, I think, on a previous episode, how they were considering um, Benicio del Toro to play Khan Noonien Singh, who is, of course, Captain Kirk's arch nemesis from the original Star Trek, yes. which has recently been rebooted. And the second Star Trek movie in the original series was um, about Khan. So they're going to kind of land you do the second in the new series about Khan as well. So I think he's going to be good. Um, and, you know, usually the even-numbered Star Treks are the best, so I think Voy a matarte. 12 should be good. But I'm always surprised when people always ask me, so are they going to make another Star Trek movie? It's like, come on, that is the dumbest question in the world. You would think by... Are they really going to stop at number 11? <laughs> you know, it's like, if you if you get past 10, you know... Just keep going. Dude, we should make an animated Star Trek. Again. We should make our own, like, a little animated Star Trek, because I could do a great con voice. Yeah. I could even do, like, you know, the, the kind of Mexican con. Mm-hmm. Mexican. Cuidado. Are you a Mexican or a Mexican? Yeah, I can be a Mexican. <laughs> because, and I, I think Benicio del Toro will be the best Mexican. Because he his, his con's going to be great. You know, that little yeah. bit of that little bit of Spanish. I mean, think about Ricardo Montalban. I mean, that just, that name just rings out like, you know, Spanish sex sweat. And I, I, I just think we should do it. Because I think I could, I think I could nail it, Lee. I think it nail it. I mean, luckily we have our own... Um, we have our own um, animation studio here at Handsome Headquarters, so we could right. probably punt that out in a couple of days, a full-length right. animation. Well, we'll have to whip the young Asian sweatshop programmers. Yeah. Well, Code faster. So I think this is a good transition um, into our science segment. Um, so this week, um, oh. a lot of interesting stuff going on in the science world. So Space. A final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Yeah, they are. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations. And fuck them. To boldly go where no man has gone before. <laughs> indeed it does. Indeed so, it does. So, Lee, as I was saying earlier, I, I, I don't know if you caught this picture this week it was all over the internet of this massive bug i yeah. mean really just a just a giant giant freaking bug it's supposed to be the largest bug ever photographed right, obviously right. like prehistoric bugs you know were were larger but this is the, the largest one that has been photographed and shared with the world right. and it looks like something that captain kirk would battle or fuck like. it was it was eating a carrot <laughs> yeah. in a way that the carrot looked really phallic and huge <laughs> yeah. and it was basically munching down this carrot it looks kind of like a giant like cicada ant or something it's yeah. weird it's 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 got a kind of a big june buggy body but it's it's pretty it's, awesome looking it's, it's kind of awesome looking but it, anyway it, it it you should look this up if you haven't seen it uh it's 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 a bit it's a bit uh it's a bit frightening and uh, you know, I think if you live in New York City, you know, and and you're and you you've seen a cockroach in the last day or two, you just just think that there's ones that are that big down there. Yeah. Just just realize when you go out in the subway and you look down underneath you, realize under the deep underneath those tracks, there's a cockroach that's eating a carrot, just <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks pretty pretty gross, but it it's pretty cool. So you should definitely look it up. Um. Cool stuff going on in the world of flight. I, I saw an article this week about the world's first 
car plane. Science. Technology. And it's like, uh, it's it just got approved as like, I don't know what organization approved it officially, but it got approved as both like a road-ready vehicle. It's legal on the road. It's street legal. But it's also like sky legal. So right. it's the first vehicle that is both street and sky legal. It can't be the first one because there's definitely been many. They've been making them since the 60s, actually. But I think this is the first one that is legal. Like, it can... Oh, really? There's there's another one, but maybe it has some... Maybe it actually is... uh, It's all contained. Maybe it's a different type where... In the past, the ones that have been improved were basically like there was a, a trailer... Mm-hmm. And the trailer had some pieces of the plane. You had to stop and assemble it. See this? I don't think you have to do this. this. Is the like wings a, just kind of descend like a Klingon bird of prey. Oh wow! Yeah, it, it's it's different, and I, it actually looks. You're gonna have to show me this, Lee. I, I want to see this. I, I will. Um, it looks like. Um, let's pull it up here. It looks like the Acro Star from the James Bond films um, that um, Roger Moore um, drove in. I guess it was. Octovagina, I yeah, think is the one. I think Octovagina was originally built for, or they originally were going to use it in Moonraper, but they used it in Octovagina. So let's search for world's first car plane. <laughs> um, I think this is it right now. That's Terrafugia. Like yeah, that's the one I would think about. The transitional road aircraft. I th- that's a YouTube though. But, oh yeah, but Terrafugia is what I think you should look up. Okay. It's like it's specifically there's they showed a shot of it pulling into a gas station. Here it is, and yeah, that's um, it right there, the Terrafugia. Yeah, it, yeah, it I've looks seen this. Cool. Yeah, no, it does look cool. And there actually is a. Uh, it looks exa- the. It you looks still have exactly... to fly this to an airfield to take it off, though. Yeah, I, I mean, at least right. you're supposed to. Now, I would like. What I think is that it's like that is the ideal thing to buy if you live in the fucking boondoggles in Flatlandia, because mm-hmm. you're like, you know, why not? I just get out. I'm gonna fly to work. I'm gonna fly to work today. <laughs> Um, Speaking of aircraft, so I love space, oh, and I love things that fly in space. And I'm so sad that our NASA program has like kind of you know gotten all these budget cuts. But we, we, we just launched. Of... But you know, so but one thing I was going to talk about, which you did not list on yeah. the Billboard today, is that we had a major launch this week. Isn't like a Mars kind of? Explorer? We launched. We launched another Mars rover, the first yeah. Mars rover in almost a decade. See, I, Since I, they I launched the Spirit rover, this is the first launch Mars rover, and it's the last Mars rovers they launched were, uh, you know, they were about the size of uh, a coffee table, uh, yeah. like a like a rolling wagon, but you know, taller and bigger. Is this one beefier. This one is about the size of a monster truck. Cool. Yeah. So this one can actually like, drill. Deep Sweet. into the ground and then take core samples. Just like uh, it has Bruce a, arm again. it has like a big sampling robotic arm. It's got you know, lo- it's got ability to uh, uh, pick up rocks and like crush things. It's got cool. ability to like conduct little experiments. And it, like I said, it's a, it's the size of a of a large truck of a monster truck. Do they have like an iPad app that they can do they control it with? Right, and basically, yes, they all sit around in in Houston mm-hmm. and with their iPads, and they control it. No, but anyway, so there was this launch this week, there was the massive launch, and and it, you know, sending it to uh, uh, sending it to Mars, and so it's going to be the first, the the biggest Martian rover to ever be landed. Yeah, it's going to search for water. It's going to search for signs of life, um, the, and it's the really can- canals of Mars. The canals. The, um, the canards. The canards of Mars. Everyone thinks that somehow space exploration is uh, is done because we're not throwing as many humans out there in these shuttles. But, like, really, I think that having the... We've the, realized that humans are a waste of time. Exactly. You spend so much time getting these freaking humans up there. And who right. cares? Like, we don't get to... It's not like we're ever going to go to space. So what is it? It's it's no skin off our backs if they're not sending these, you know, gee whiz jet pilots and with crew cuts up there anymore. It wasn't like we were going to have a shot anyway. So right. <laughs> who cares? Yeah. As long as we get cool pictures of space. 
That's right. all we were going to get well, anyway. I, I just feel like, you know, the idea that like, oh yeah, space is done. Space exploration is done. Space is done. We've, no more space. Space. It's done closed. it. closed. Like there's an official just like closed sign on space. Now, I like the idea that like space, done it. Yeah. Been there. I've been, been there. there. Yeah. Been to space. Um, but yeah. the other exciting thing that's going on in the space program is the extended the mission of the X-37B, which is an experimental aircraft. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a space plane. Like a, you, you can't like fly to the moon or anything. You just kind of can take it above the atmosphere. So they're saying... Well, it can actually skip on the atmosphere. Skip well. on the atmosphere. Okay. So actually what it does right now is it's kind of like flying these little arcs where it's like it's staying just above the... Um, Staying where the atmosphere is extremely thin, but it's achieving a, like a very low gravitational pull. So it's actually able to almost orbit. This is why outside, I'm glad that, just in the atmosphere. that I have you and Caleb around on the show because I, I get in trouble. Not in trouble, but I get in... in wait, a, wait, who? Who? Oh, who, yeah. Well, Caleb hasn't been on the show for two weeks. But wait, wait, Who's this? Who's this guy? He's the other guy on the show. Who? Who's? Who's? who's You'll remember him when he gets name? back. Um, I think his name is Salub. Baleb, Baleb, but like I tell people, like, oh, I'm into science, like I'm into science, and they go, oh yeah, and then they start talking to me about like physics and chemistry. I'm like, it, you know, when I mean like I'm into science, like I mean like I'm into it, like I think it's cool, like oh, <laughs> isn't it cool that there's science? It's kind of the way that like people who aren't, I like science, it's like someone who isn't a musician and they right. say like I like music. It doesn't mean that they're like fucking Tchaikovsky or right. Tchaikovsky or whatever. <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. Tchaikovsky, Tchaikovsky, Tchaikovsky. So they're thinking that the that the X thirty seven B is actually a spy plane though because sort of um, oh yeah totally it scient- is. I mean, it it's gotta is. I mean it's got to be I mean it's got X in the name it's it sounds like a secret agent thing like you know, the X thirty seven B you know what I want you know what I want to know about that you don't hear about as much and my dad tells me about occasionally when he hears about it but they yeah. they've been they do they've been doing a lot of research in the weapons division on these these laser based weaponry. Mm. And they've been trying to like build one that they fly in a plane, you know, fly this thing, and it'd take up the entire fuselage of like a seven four seven, and it would be a giant, you know, fucking laser that could like blow things up on the ground because they've built some ground based ones oh, only that can Reagan like blow can up mountains. See his dream come right. true. Right, I know space lasers. Space lasers. I was thinking just, when yeah, sorry when they when they released Star Wars in the eighties that I feel like Russia as like a comeback should have been like, well, we've created our own system of space lasers. We call it Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> hey Lee, I have a hankering for some um, for a song, and it, it has a strong drum roll to it. Oh, it's got a it's got a good beat. Is it time for the politics segment? I, I feel I feel the I feel the marching, the iconoclastic beat of the march within me. Oh, ooh, oh, is that it? I think that might fit well. Let it build. Ah oh, yes, God I damn, feel it's the good call, to be in America. the call of patriotism. I am an American. Ah, oh, excellent. Apple pie, scenes of people doing things, children laughing, cutting taxes, waging war, deporting illegal immigrants, closing down postal offices, killing abortion doctors. Making false equivalencies in the news. Well, this week, politics happened. Yeah, hella politics happened. Hella politics happened. So I guess, uh, I guess that you know you are no longer going to be able to get your pizza in thirty minutes or less mm-hmm. um, because Herman Cain has suspended his campaign 
for National Pizza Man. <laughs> Not a moment too soon. Not a moment too soon. Did you see Tim Meadows' parody where he, he plays um, Herman Cain in what is supposed to be a 1986 sexual harassment training oh. video <laughs> from Godfather's Pizza. Oh my God, I want to see you got to see that. Everyone check this out. It's, it's on uh, Funny or Die, I think, and it's good. Uh, it's pretty funny. I bet that sounds amazing. So so if you did, if you were, if you had your head stuck in the sand for the whole week, this you'd week, you know, Herman, know more about politics probably than know, Herman Cain. Than Herman Cain. <laughs> so this week, it was like Herman Cain, you know, uh, just, just kind of rebounding, if you might say, uh, mm-hmm. from three, uh, no, f- sorry, four allegations of sexual harassment that had come forward. Uh, a woman named Ginger White. <laughs> Come on, a resident... if you have a name like that, you're just asking for your ass to get grabbed in a restaurant. Right, right, Come right. on. Come on. I'm just kidding. Everyone so, has the yeah, right exactly. to not be harassed in the workplace, obviously. Yeah. Well, anyway, so she wasn't really harassed in the workplace. But anyway, so she she came forward and said, look, I've been having a 13-year affair with Herman Cain. He was flying me across the country to uh, do the nasty uh, with him and bring him a pepperoni pizza. And, uh, you know, so, so Ginger, so Ginger comes forward and says all this and Herman Cain says, okay, I'm, uh, I'm out, I'm out, peace, (laughs) peace. This was the one he was, he was like, oh, please, Ginger, don't come out now, Ginger, please, no, come on now, keep this down. But he's suspended. So Newt, like just kind of by default becomes like the least douchey person. Suddenly Newt's head expanded even further and and buoyed him in the polls. So anyway, the polls that came out over the weekend, he was 25 points in Iowa caucus. He's leading the Iowa caucus in the most recent polls, which is amazing. And so, you know, and actually... Uh, I was hoping that you know one thing we might do right now yeah. as a as a as a public service yeah. is to pull up a uh, uh, no pull up a web page and and I want you to Google I want you to Google Newt Gingrich uh, okay. just really quickly okay. and I, and let's let's see some things that come up because you know Let me a mic lot the of people so that people know that. a lot of people a lot of people might not remember that Newt Gingrich you know actually originally rose to fame in the 70s and the sorry the 80s and the 90s for his actions um you know in in uh, as the speaker of the house oh his middle name is his full name by the way Newton Leroy Newt Gingrich <laughs> born cool. Newton Leroy McPherson <laughs> wow so uh, yeah Newt 58th speaker of the house of representatives from 95 to 99 so, yeah, early political career. Let's take a look here. So, yeah, early political career. So, anyway, as I was saying, uh, so as, as, as Lee kind of reads through this so he can kind of remember some things, because I, I know that, that it's easy to forget, um, that, that Newt, you know, as, as, a, uh, as, a, as a Speaker of the House and as a minority whip serving in Congress, uh, during, at least let's just take one example, during President Clinton's term, during the impeachment trial, mm-hmm. the impeachment scandal, he was the pri- one of the primary people pushing this impeachment thing. While he, and then it was found out that during the investigation, or while he was put, you know, making all these speeches on the House floor, pushing for this impeachment for this issue, he was actually having sex with a staffer <laughs> <laughs> and had been sleeping with her for months. You know, while he while he was uh, uh, while he was trying to go through and do this, um, he also. Uh, he, he also had this issue where, like, he had been on a plane with President Clinton, and he got and then they sucked each other's dicks. No, no, no. He was like, so they were on this like plane. He was on Air Force One, and they land, 
And, like, the Secret Service doesn't let him get off the front of the plane with the president. And they, like, didn't, you know, call him Mr. Speaker or something. And so, anyway, and then he came, he was on camera, or he was on, he's on camera complaining about the fact that he didn't get treated very well on the plane. And then, like, he's like, yeah, well, they didn't, you know, I really want, you know, he was, like, complaining about the fact that he wouldn't let him off the plane. I mean, the guy has acted like a petulant child. He's had, he's had three marriages. He's ended, had two affairs. Uh, that were publicized, um, and you know, and he's been a massive lobbyist, and he's he's had massive ethics sanctions. Yeah, Look. here's a here's an interesting fact: there have been eighty four ethics charges filed against the, uh, the speaker during his four year term, um, including uh, tax uh, exempt status um, that he on a college course he ran for political purpose, um, and he was sanctioned um, three hundred thousand dollars, and he acknowledged in ninety seven. That in my name and over my signature, inaccurate, incomplete, and unreliable statements were given the company, uh, given to the committee. Uh, liar, I think, is what he's trying to say. So I think what you're pointing to, Hondro, is that the sort of moral high ground that the GOP took during the Clinton administration that was sort of spearheaded by um, Newt Gingrich as the the House uh, uh, Majority Leader was in fact just like a campaign of absolute hypocrisy because the the guy leading the charge was doing the exact same things that he was accusing the president of doing, which was basically like getting side pussy and lying. Um, so yeah, it's it's during the crisis, Gingrich public image suffered from the perception. Wait, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this part right here during the during the crisis, Gingrich public image suffered from the perception that the Republicans' hardline budget stance owed partly to a snub by Clinton during the flight to and from hmm. Yitzhak Rabin's funeral in Israel. Ugh, the a, perception so developed sad. after the trip when Gingrich told reporters he was dissatisfied that Clinton had not invited him to discuss the budget during the flight. He complained of being instructed to use the plane's rear exit departure, saying the snub was part of why you ended up sending down, us down the road. Of a t- down a tougher continuing resolution, meaning that this was why he hmm. shut down the government. <laughs> Gingrich shut down the government in ni- because wow. he was petulant saying because he was a child. petulant child, and wow. so so I, I you know and and so uh, uh, it, it's just ridiculous that, that Gingrich is now going to be the party's nominee, and 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 Barack Obama is going to sail to a second term if Gingrich is the nominee. Yeah, I, I certainly hope so because you say what you what you will about Barack Obama's efficacy as a leader. I feel like he's a he's a moral person and uh, he's a family man and I can't imagine him doing the kind of crap that Newt Gingrich does. Yeah, so. exactly. But I believe that, that we have a scheduled call-in with, oh. with, with B-Rock because... It's true. Do- it's true. Um, I have a representative uh, uh, I have a representative uh, here who's um, uh, uh, who would like to Who's giving me some questions? Um, and he he represents the uh, the concerned citizens for Area Fifty One. Um, we have received numerous correspondence from um, Mr. Uh, Mr. P. Funkadelic. P. Uh, Funkadelic. Oh, that's the that's chairman. Not his real name. And it's not his real name. So he basically has but, asked the president yeah. um, to tell us what really happened um, with the UFOs. So and are we going to talk to the president or are we talking to this guy? We're actually so we're going to talk to president. So so anyway, this this guy P Funkadelic has been writing to us continually knowing that we have this inside line on President Obama because mm-hmm. he loves and so Oakland. He, he, cuz he loves Oakland and you know he loves handsome he loves handsome headquarters. So yeah. so so Mr. we told Mr. P Funkadelic, you know, send us your questions. We'll get the next time that the, the that Mr. Oh, Obama, the, the president Obama oh, is going to call in, you know, okay. we'll we'll ask him about this. So so Great. today, you know, President Obama said he was going to give us a ring today cuz you know right before he plays basketball, I think we he was going to give us a call. 11 25 so good I think we're good we're, we're right on time okay. so he's gonna call any minute and, and we're gonna ask him a little bit about 
uh, about the existence of aliens. Okay. Okay. So here. Oh, oh, oh here he is. Here he is. Here he is. I hear it ring. I hear it ringing right now. Okay. Uh, 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 good, uh, good, good morning, Mr. President. Uh, yeah, I, I can hear you. Uh, yes, I can hear you. Uh, hold on one sec, Mr. President. Let me see if I can get you uh, uh, more connected there. Uh, try one more time, Mr. President. Uh, hello? Hey, how's it going? Uh, great, Mr. President. I hear you loud and clear. Thank you so much for spending some time to call us today. Everything is fantastic, Mr. President. Uh, so, Mr. President, you know, I had a couple questions I want to ask you today. Um, you know, we, we've uh, recently heard um, that you had been looking into some information about the existence of extraterrestrials. Do you have a comment? Uh, yeah, well, you know, these, these, uh, these guys are asking me, uh, you know, what the deal is with uh, the UFO, the unidentified uh, flying objects uh, that, you know, first started to, to show up uh, in the 40s. And Excuse me, Mr. President. Excuse me, Mr. President. Uh, are you trying to say that you uh, are confirming that there are act actually extraterrestrials and they have landed on the planet and we have recovered their remains? No, they, they were illegal aliens. They were trying to get uh, into America uh, from uh, Mexico um, and they, uh, they tried to get over in a weather balloon. Uh, and the weather balloon crashed in Roswell. And that's where we get the official story that it was a weather balloon. It, it was a weather balloon, but it was built uh, with Mexicans. So there you there you have it. I guess a, a Mexican filled weather balloon was the, uh, the original cause for uh, the uh, base at Roswell. So, um, Mr. President, uh, I, I have one other question for you. That um, I have heard reports that you that there have been unconfirmed reports that while dur during the birth certificates. Uh, the birth certificate scandal, the birther scandal, that the real reason that you had not been able to furnish your real birth certificate was that you yourself are an alien. Do you have any comment? Uh, now, that, that's true. Um, do you remember the show Star Trek Voyager? Yes, yes, I am, I am familiar with the show Star Trek Voyager. Are, are you familiar uh, with the character of Tuvok? Yes, I am. He's a, he's a highly logical emotion, you know, uh, control of emotion, uh, African-American uh, Vulcan man. And uh, uh, that character is, in fact, based on me. Uh, I was a, a member of Starfleet uh, from the future uh, who had been sent back in time uh, to uh, make sure that uh, Zephyr and Cochran uh, make the first uh, warp drive flight. So that's my, that's my mission. And yeah, I'm an alien, but I'm also from the future. Well, Mr. President, all I can say is uh, we appreciate your time. We appreciate your service. And uh, we, th we thank you very much for, uh, for calling in today. Uh, peace, love from Oakland. Hey, live long and prosper, pal. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. President.
Wow. 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 Indeed. Wow. Mr. President. Mr. President. Confirming on this show that he is in fact that he a is Vulcan in fact from a Vulcan from the future. Jesus. Come back to save us from ourselves. Wow. That, wow. That that is the first time that something is weirder than we thought it would be. Lee, how have we survived an entire half an hour without listening to any Vampire Weekend? I, I don't know. I, it's coming. Don't worry. It okay. is coming. Um, but I think we're I think we're about time for our verses. All right, let's uh, let's, let's 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 throw it down. I, I'm right. down for uh, I'm down for a little G N G N G N G V S N G. Okay. This week on verses. So this week on verses, we have a very interesting. That's just what matchup. I said. This week on verses. Yeah, that's just what I said too. I just said a cooler this week on verses. This week on verses. In this week on verses. This week on verses. This week on verses. Newt Gunray versus Newt Gingrich. So as we all know, Smackdown. Smackdown. <laughs> Wait, this is the end of the sax down. <laughs> sax down. Okay. Right, I'm gonna fade out the police academy theme before they Newt do it. Newt Gunray versus Newt Gingrich in a sax off. <laughs> Cue the saxophone. So let, let me explain a little bit here. Um, so Newt leaves uh, the Congress in '99, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the same year in '99. Um, Another thing that we had been waiting for for years happened. <laughs> that was and the they, best they, transition <laughs> ever. And that was the release of Star Wars Episode One, right? The Phantom Menace. See, before this one came out, we still thought the new Star Wars were going to be good. You got to realize that right. we hadn't seen one yet. We thought we were so, done with Newt Gingrich, and we thought right. that we were, we were just getting Star, have Star, Wars. Star Wars. And it was going to be like the other ones. It was going to be like the original episodes, but just a new one. Um, it wasn't going to be. What we got. We didn't was, get that, and, we but we get did get a new Newt Gingrich who was just like the old one. Right. So we were totally wrong. Newt. But one of the things that George Lucas, one of the reasons why they were such a failure is the creator of Star Wars, George Lucas, made the whole movie about like politics. Like right. the Phantom Menace has like all these scenes in the, like the uh, galactic senatorial chambers. So it's like right. space. C-SPAN. It's like space span. <laughs> like C-SPAN. And it gets about just as good at ratings. And like Natalie Portman's like floating around on this little like hover um, congressional Anyway, box. anyway, you're, you're going down a rabbit hole of details yeah, for this. But it, so anyway, bad. it's totally based on the actual, the actual, there's, there's real political characters that he mirrored in this. Yeah. And one of them was the speaker or the head of this, this parliament, this galactic council. And that guy's name was? Newt. Gunray. <laughs> it's like, George Lucas just has no idea about like subtlety or subtext. Like he just like I'm just gonna change the last name and make it space sounding. He's a yeah. space congressman. <laughs> yeah, space alien. Anyway, so 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 today's verses a real a real interesting smackdown. Newt Gingrich versus Newt Gunray. Yeah. So Newt Gunray. Um, I don't know if you if this might ring a bell. So he's one of the bad guys that is. Has this horribly racist voice where he talks like this. He's like, "Oh, oh, the Jedi are here!" Oh, oh, oh. That was uh, uh, just an amazing impersonation <laughs> of New I mean, that was spot like. on. It sounds. I don't think I am Asian. I don't think I can do a better impersonation. It, yeah. Of it. 
And I think that it's I think it's actually the same guy who does oh, oh. Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> I mean the principal. He's like, oh, oh, oh. Beavis and Butthead. Oh, the trade of Federation has stopped. Oh, oh, Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Jedi. <laughs> You're a dumbass, Newt. <laughs> so anyway. Thank you very much, Lee's three greatest voices. Yeah, okay. Uh, oh, I didn't do Marlon Brandon. Yeah. fan of the meme. Oh my god. So I was taking I'm taking this communications took this communications class last semester and there's this this teacher who is like 75 and he is this big italian guy had a had a service history anyway really cool really funny guy and he does the most convincing marlon brando i've ever seen he has the neck foils for it he just like he's uh, and he just like everything on his face just drops a half an inch and like all of it just hangs and he's like uh, and he just and it's just perfect and it, it, it it's 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 ridiculous you feel like you know, it, it's it's like all of a sudden he just becomes. Does Brando. he not wear pants in class? So it's it's almost like his pants comes off. Okay. Uh, when he does it, and anyway, so so I'm immediately gonna have to say, I no competition. I'm down with Newt Gunray. Yeah, I think he's gonna win because when you think about it, Newt Gunray has a whole army of robots, whereas Newt Gingrich um, has like just a whole army of um, Congress people. He, but Newt, see, here's the thing, Newt. Nobody Newt never has anybody really working for him. He doesn't have a big team. Yeah, he his actually campaign like, staff right now he, is, is often described as skeletal. Yeah, he like doesn't have the team. He yeah. he's he he doesn't have people around him because he's because he's weird. And like you know, I think that Newt Gunray always had a, like a, a big fat team. He mm-hmm. always had like a huge team with him. Yeah. He's got like a team of fucking robots. Robots because him. he's like you know what you don't, I don't care if you don't like me I'm gonna build fucking robots. So I I think that yeah Newt Gunray would probably win. Newt Gingrich might like try to impeach Newt Gunray or something yeah. like that. They might both be killed when Newt Gingrich's head explodes. I mean like everybody might be killed in the blast. So who so. do you think would win in um like just an election? Ooh, hmm, I don't know. Well, I mean they're both. No one wins. I think in that election, Lee, no one wins at all. Okay. No. Uh, we all. I think lose. we should. I think we should. Uh, I think we should uh, talk a little bit about Zelda here. I think uh, yeah, we I should, think, should that, sum it I think up. versus decide. I think Newt Gunray. Newt Gunray uh, is, is the winner. Win. I think it's done. Um, I, have to, I, have to, I have to think. I have to throw it in. But yeah, we teased about uh, the Zelda adventure. Um, oh, there so we go. I think it's. Um, I think it's time. I actually used this this song in a play that I directed. And, oh, um, I found the tickets for that play in my jacket the other night, yeah. and I showed them to Dory because I was with her. Like I was like, I whipped out two tickets for Serenity in Central Park. Oh, Dory was the sister of the playwright of this play. I love Dory, and she's a great uh, theater person. But her sister, just <laughs> Leora, bless her heart, just wrote this play that was a ripoff of Bridge to Terabithia. Oh, it was such a bad rip. It was just a totally blatant like reproduction of it. And they talked me into directing this because. But I used this song in a sequence, and like Hanji was sitting in the front row, and I knew he would start bursting out laughing. So, like, when you're doing a play, you're supposed to call the cues, like, all right, stand by uh, lights on Q4, all right, and Q4, and then, like, the lights happen, like, stand by on sound Q6, and, like, you call the show. So I was calling the show that night, and I knew Hanji was going to laugh, <laughs> so I was like, stand by man sitting in front row laughing. And then, like, we cued this, and then, like, he just started laughing, and the, the technician in the booth was like... How did you know that? <laughs> so uh, this week, <laughs> okay. So I'm sitting at this play though, and it's terrible, and and it's it's not Lee's fault. I mean, but like you know, he directed a low budget show that was in a nice theater, but like was basically like 
this girl had rewritten theater, had rewritten you know Bridge to Terabithia. She like she like wrote her own Bridge but it to took Terabithia place in, in New York for some reason. But it took place in New York. So it was like this. It was like smart, in Central Park. Street yeah. smart Bridge to Terabithia. It was street yeah, anyway. So anyway, it was the show. Anyway, it was, well, whatever. I don't want to disparage anybody. But yeah. but the whole thing was that like all of a sudden in the middle of this thing. I hear Zelda come on. Yeah. Like the Zelda theme comes on and I, I know Lee's in the booth somewhere laughing and I just start laughing. Like <laughs> like I just cannot help myself. It was hilarious. I never run a sh- I don't never run a show in my life, but like we, we the budget was so shoestring that it was like, okay, the director is also like running the show. Right. <laughs> it's like usually the You're director the show. is supposed to leave after the first night and not bug anyone. And usually the playwright is supposed to be fucking dead. But it, it, we were there every I appreciate night. that. The playwright was literally doing the hair of the star. star. You should have told her. You should have told her that. You know, the playwright's supposed to be dead by now. <laughs> just pull, that, pull out some razor blades. Here you go. Just get her. Just like, just like <laughs> you know, you should leave because the playwright's supposed to be dead by now. <laughs> I actually literally I wrote this play once that was actually based on our adventures. It's called Cabana Confessions. Hanji and I used uh, to work at this play. this hotel, and he was like the manager, and I was the pool boy. And this was like when we were in college. Um, and uh, I wrote this play about our adventures, and like the uh, director who directed the play called me during the casting session, and you and I were out drinking at the Red Room. And I literally told them, like, I'm supposed to be dead. You can't ask me these questions. And I'm up on it. <laughs> anyway, let's get to... So, top five Zelda, Zelda adventures. Um, let's run it through. We got, we got, we got, we got, like, two minutes. Let's give ourselves two minutes. Yeah. Two minutes. Top five say, Zelda adventures. I would say, number one, Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time. Hands down. Uh, best Zelda ever. Number two, uh, Star Zelda three, Link to the Past. Hmm, Link to the Past. Yeah, Link to the Past, I have to say, you know, that was also released on Game Boy. Yeah, um, I, it was. I, I loved it. Uh, I always felt like it had the right blend of, like, you know, cartooniness, and it, it looked really good. And Yeah, I, I'm going to take it. Uh, Zelda 3, Link to the Past. I'll go with the other one. Number three, I'm going to have, I'm going to vote um, Legend of Zelda, very first one. Oh, really? You know, I'm going to have to go with, uh, I'm going to have to go with Wind Waker. Wind Waker? Okay, Wind Waker is, was my number four. Yeah, I'm going to have to say th- number three for Wind Waker. Okay. Okay, so well, we so can, let's, so let's, I think that works out as a tie for three, four. Tie for three, four, okay. Five, um, you know, I need more of a, uh, I'm going to tentatively put this new one in there because it's, it was really fun when I played it. The controls are really great. And like, it's the first one I feel, first like sword game where you're like, I'm holding a sword. Mm. Um, I liked Majora's Mask. Yeah? Yeah. I liked Majora's Mask because it brought all the, in the fun, I thought it was one of the best times, the best sequels of a game ever made on the same platform because yeah. of this. It took all the great parts of Ocarina of Time and then it took all these great like mechanics and like the fun gameplay, but it like totally changed what the game was about. It didn't mm. just make it about the same thing. It was all, it was all about the yeah. masks I just and it was like collecting the character things. Be- I like the Link character better in, in Ocarina of Time and it was really one of the first games that I played where I felt like I was growing with the character. Hmm. Like there's yeah, this amazing true. sequence where you walk into a church, right? right. And you're a young boy yeah. and you emerge from the church and it's like 10 years later and right. suddenly you're this this muscular awesome man and you hop on your horse and suddenly like, this game you thought the whole game was going to be oh I'm this little guy running around and suddenly like no this game no. is like 100 you times grow more and awesome you grow than and I you thought. grow I loved that game that game was was beautiful in the transitions all right well we're going to you know number 5 spot we're going to have to leave open you know why cuz I haven't played this game yet so we're yeah. going to have to come back to this yeah uh, I'm going to play this new Zelda game so and then we're going to have a decision a little different than mine so you go um Ocarina um, Link three, 
Yeah. Um, or, and then what did you say? Original. I said or, I, no, and then I said uh, Wind Waker. Wind Waker. And then I could do original. Original. And then uh, and then I would do I would actually put Majora's, Majora's Mask. Mask. Okay, and so mine is is fairly similar. Yeah, it's fairly similar. You're Ocarina, just saying you're just saying that yeah. Three, or, original. Uh, Majora's Mask. No, no, no. no sorry, um, uh, Wind, Wind Waker, Waker and, and then, then the, the new, new one. one, Skyward Sword. If I end up buying the game, it might move up to number two or, we'll or see. even number yeah, one. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I haven't played it yet. But it, it's Jury's out. It's definitely like they've perfected what it is that makes 3D Zelda good. Because yeah. there's sort of two categories here. There's the traditional, like top-down Zelda that Zelda One and Zelda Three are, and all the Game Boy versions are. And then there's the 3D Zelda. And Ocarina of Time was the first 3D Zelda, so. I have to make that number one because it's well i can't bring myself to buy any more video games so i'm just gonna yeah. wait for lee to buy me a video game because <laughs> yeah. i know that eventually he's gonna buy me that one and that's one of, of the, probably the first one i'm really gonna play a lot that he ever bought me yeah. well that's not true because you bought me grand theft auto i did you bought me grand theft auto 4 oh oh i did and that You're game right. liberty city I, I i put a lot of hours in that game that you did great I, I want you to play that freaking batman game i got you i opened it and i read the man i looked at it and i like put it i but i told you my i'm I'm in a feud with xbox okay well then take it back and buy skyward sword for fuck's sake no i'm gonna play it i really want to play it i like watching it at your place okay you dude it's i i I can't recommend it more it is literally one of the best games i've ever i have no intention of getting rid of it i have every intention of playing love batman so like i love batman i'm just like i i I don't (sighs) understand just get into it so Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for joining us. Thank you for wasting your time with us today. We will go out, as we always do, with a little bit of my favorite Baroque pop rock band. If it ain't Baroque, don't fix it. Ladies and gentlemen, um, you've been listening to the handsomest team in podcasting, MorningHandsome.com, LiberalGuiltRadio.org. We'll see you next week. Happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. Happy non-denominational winter celebratory period. Next week, we'll have a couple holiday songs for you. Word. Internet Batman. Do-do-do.